So women in is, uh, history is full of trailblazers in the fight for equality. As Christians, we are all equal in worth and value, right? However, should women have equal rights? Yes, we should. But women through the ages didn't feel as if they were being heard or they felt like they were invisible. And because of that, uh, they didn't feel valued. And so that desire of wanting to be heard and valued, fell, they fell into the strong woman pitfall, such as manipulation, deception, being domineering and demanding. <laughs> and so way back, if you remember back in the 1600s, 1700s, do you remember way back in history? Yeah, yeah. So okay. <laughs> the American colonies were being envisioned. And back then, um, the lady said, I think we have a little visual of that. It says, uh, the lady said, remember the ladies, okay, because they wanted to be a part of the government, all right? Did you ever hear of them? <laughs> And then through the centuries, evidently they weren't being heard because by 1920, the women were uh, marching for their right to vote. I, mean, I think we have an image of that. Yes, women for the suffrage, that was 100 years ago already. Yeah, 100 year, years ago last year. And so, <laughs> and so fighting for their right to vote in the elections. And then the rise of feminism increased in the 1960s and in the 1970s. Women were becoming more and more strong women. And that inspired songs like this. <laughs> yep, that's what they'll do. All over you. And this. I can do anything. <laughs> I am invincible. Or the more modern version is this one. <laughs> right? Yes. It continues on through the centuries. <laughs> so these boots talked about taking advantage of you i'm gonna walk all over you right or uh i am woman hear me roar uh get out of my way because because i'm coming through right and then uh this girl is on fire it was all about position and accomplishments so um, so they thought in order to achieve their rights and position, they had to prove they were as strong as men with pictures like this. Rosie the Riveter to show her big muscles, right? That uh, prove that she can do whatever a man can do. Or uh, women in the 60s and 70s uh, were burning their bras. Do you remember that? <laughs> why did they burn their bras? Anybody know why they burned their bras? Well, what was the purpose of that? Uh, what? what did you say? 
confined. Okay, less confined. What did you say? You can wear them as a mask? Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> um, well, I found out that it was in retaliation of feminine norms. They didn't want to just be looked at like beautiful women. They wanted to be known by their brains, not just their beauty, okay? And so um, they, wanted, they were rejecting traditional views of femininity, all right? Now, and nowadays, now they have on the commercials and TV shows, women emasculate men, right? Because they're... This woman's on fire. That's right. <laughs> so as recently, and another one, as recently as the march in, in Washington in 2017, they wore uh, uh, anatomical hats, anatomical hats. There we go. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> it was a push to elect more women to public office. And through the years, women have become strong in their mindset and attitudes and in their hearts. They run roughshod over anybody that came her, their way to get their way and to be in control. And so because women wanted to be heard, they thought they had to become demanding. For some strong women, it seemed to be about position and control. But strong women can't be determined by our cultural behaviors like these or styles, but neither can women of strength. So what is the difference that makes, um, that's between the, the strong women and the woman of strength? It lies beyond personality, and it transcends our culture. The difference is the heart. That's what it comes down to. The difference is the heart. Where's your heart and what's in your heart? Because the heart determines, what did Jesus say? Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So our heart determines what we speak. It determines our actions. It determines our attitudes. Our theme this year, our theme verse this year is Psalms 139.23. Talking about the heart. This is King David talking to God. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me into the way everlasting. King David was also the one who said, create in me a clean heart, O God. Asking God to search our hearts. Asking God to search your heart, search my heart. And that's an awesome, scary thing, isn't it? Has anyone ever been searched or frisked? <laughs> you have? Oh, just out there. Okay. Yeah. At the airport. You've been frisked? Okay. The, the, yeah. You looked at your stuff? Yeah. Just your stuff? Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, well. <laughs> well, um, Kay, my friend here, who, who says she's from Toledo, we, Ed and I used to live up there many years ago. We became friends, so we've, we've been together a long time, and so she always comes down to to see us every now and then and she's taking part she's going to be leading the huddle group for us tomorrow but 
Anyway, through the years, we used to go to the Women of Faith conferences. Remember those? They used to be all across the nation. And so we decided, you know, we're tired of going to Columbus all the time. So we decided we're going to go visit other cities. And while we're there, we'll just vacation a little bit, okay? Well, one year we decided we're going to go to Orlando. And <laughs> when we got there, we, <laughs> we rented a convertible. Okay, because it's Florida, right? And so we're going down the boulevard, and of course the boulevard has the grass. Well, as we put the convertible down, we're driving through, uh, the sprinkler system comes on. <laughs> we, we got a little refreshed on that ride that day, but anyway. <laughs> so we were flying out of Toledo to, to go down to Orlando, and um. Of course, it was 20 years ago during 9-11, uh, right after 9-11, and so security is really high in the airports, okay? And so Kay goes through first. She puts her purse through, and it sets off the alarm. Remember that? You remember that? And I'm thinking, Kay, are you carrying? What, what do you got in there? And so <laughs> they search her purse, okay? And so you had a little pair of scissors, didn't you? Manicure scissors or something, yeah. Oh, and that too, yeah. But they made you throw them away, throw the little scissors away. Yeah, you had to throw them away. Okay. Yeah, so she goes <laughs> So she goes through, and she's fine. So I said my purse through, and it's fine. And I walk through, and the alarms go off. They all go off. And I'm thinking, what? I, I'm not carrying anything. Well, as soon as that happened, the security guard says, okay, she, they, right away, they took me over to the side. And, of course, everybody back here is watching what's going on. And, <laughs> and Kay's eyes are big, like, what are they doing? Well, they had me step aside with arms out, legs spread, okay? And they start at your feet and work your way up. Mm, yeah, they work your way up <laughs> and under your arms and across your arms and nothing. And I'm going, I don't have anything until she gets here, <laughs> right here, okay? Underwire bra. Nobody told me to be careful about that. <laughs> you know, during 9-11, I should have known. But anyway, <laughs> burn it. I know. I should have. <laughs> so, anyway, so yeah, so I have been searched before. And it's pretty humbling, okay? And you feel pretty vulnerable and, and, and pretty intimidated, okay, at the time. Um, but I'm thinking, David says, search my heart, oh God. Talk about intimidating. You know, that's no light manner, right? No light manner for God to be searching you. And so we need to be under God's scanner. God's going to put us through a scanner one day, if not now. Because in order for him to scan us, we've got to allow him to do that. We've got to be willing to give it up and say, okay, God, <laughs> okay, God, search my heart. He can't do it unless we give him permission, right? So we ask him to examine me, to examine you. That is pretty intimidating. But God knows what's in our heart before we even admit it, doesn't he? He already knows that. Um. But he doesn't set any alarms off, <laughs> and that's a good thing, I guess. But maybe he should, you know, to wake us up so that we will admit what's in our heart, the things that need to be changed. 
There are things in my heart, maybe in your heart, that we like to hide, that we like to push down, you know, at the bottom of our heart and not and bury them in those hidden places. But we can't hide it from God's scanner because, like I said, he already knows. And we can't get away from that because in the first part of that chapter 139, it says, where can I go from your presence? Oh, God, there's nowhere. Nowhere can we get away and hide our heart from him because he'll lay it all open in the end. And for you and I to get from here to there, where God wants us to be as women of strength, we have to be open and honest with ourselves and with each other and with God. Because some of the things in our hearts that we like to hide, we don't want anybody to know about, maybe it's fear over faith. Fear is, is a sin because we're trusting in ourselves more than we're trusting in God? What about pride that we hide and bury in there? What about jealousy, resentments, unforgiveness, whether it be about ourselves or others? All these things are from our sinful nature, and as we hold on to them, it makes us feel the need to take control of everyone and everything around us. So since Either becoming a strong woman or a woman of strength is an interior matter of the heart. It's necessary to look within and be honest. So we need to look at the differences of the heart of a strong woman versus the woman of strength. So in your little journals, you'll see a little page. It looks kind of like this. Okay. So we're going to take a look at some of those differences. Strong woman traits, or you could say the strong woman works from the sinful nature, the woman of strength works from God's heart. And you could say that the strong woman is the controller, but the woman of strength is an encourager. And they fall under the categories, one falls under the category of aggressive, and the other one is assertive. What is the difference between aggressive and assertive? Is there a difference? Anybody? Yeah. Lori. <laughs> yes. Yes. They don't, you don't care. That's right, like I can intimidate them in any way just to get my way, yeah. So a woman of strength, it, to be assertive, is respectful of others in a positive way. Aggressive woman like, is likely to attack or confront uh, in a hostile way to intimidate someone to get their way. So let's look at some of these different traits and, and see the differences. Number one, under the strong woman, operates from a position of intimidation, power, and manipulation, even if subtle and covert. Um, on the other side, women of strength traits, women of influence rather than control, credibility of lifestyle, inner character such as humility, awareness of their own growth needs, and willingness to let God work in them. So that's being assertive. Back over to the strong woman trait. Number two, self-confident. Woman of strength traits, Christ-confident. Number three, needs to be the driver, the strong woman trait. Woman of strength trait, number three, 
content to let her life be driven by God. Number four, under strong woman, survive at all cost. Everything in her power to maintain a look good position in conflict or disagreement. Number four, willing to let God be the defender and leave her reputation in his care. Number five, under strong woman, will defend herself until the end, will stay in there fighting, quarreling, badgering the other woman until they admit defeat. Number five, under strength, woman of strength, remove herself from the conflict, giving God room to resolve. Number six, strong woman, burns out quickly. She moves in the realm of flesh, externally motivated and prideful, interested in results and destinations. Number six on the women of strength, internally motivated, is humble and has a yielded heart. Number seven, under strong women, interested in results and destination, whereas the woman of strength takes more interest in paying more attention to details of the journey and interpersonal development along the way. Strong woman, number eight, has everything figured out. There's no room for God and can handle anything but has glaring weaknesses she can't even admit. Number eight, for the woman of strength, readily admits she doesn't have all the answers, is confident in spite of weaknesses by drawing on the Lord's strength. Weaknesses seem insignificant. And the last one, under strong woman, flies off the handle and plunges into turmoil when things are beyond her control. She can't leave anything alone until she forces a showdown. Hmm. Number nine, carries peace and God confidence within her in the midst of problems. So there's some differences. So now that we've gone through those, after we've seen those, I'm, I'm going to name some women in the Bible. And I want you to tell me if they're a strong woman or if they're a woman of strength. What about Rebecca? Do you remember who Rebecca was and what she did? Rebecca was the wife of Isaac. Okay. Was she, you said she was strong. Why do you think she was strong? Yep. Jacob. Yep. Jacob. Yep. Yes. So she was a manipulator, yeah. a deceiver. Yep. And she drove the very child that she loved the most away because of all that. Yes. Okay. What about Anna? Do you remember who Anna was in the Bible? She stayed at the temple all day and all night, it said. Do you remember what she was doing? Praying and fasting. Yes, and she prophesied of the Messiah. Was she a strong woman? Woman of strength. Woman of strength. Okay. Uh, what about Esther? Woman of strength? Strong woman. Woman of strength? What did she do? You remember what she did? Remember? What was that? <laughs> what was that? The veggie tail story. <laughs> yes, she did. She saved her people. Yes, she was an instrument of God intervening for the good of her people. Um, so she was a woman of strength. What about Delilah? Who was she? No, not a one. A controller. Yes. How? How so? Who said that? Deb? 
Did you say that? No. How was she a controller? Yes. On who? Yes, to find out what his strength, where his strength lied, right? Yes, so she was a strong woman. <laughs> so these women of strength we just mentioned, Anna and Esther, they leave us a heritage of a deep inner character of service, sacrifice, devotion, commitment, perseverance, examples of strong faith, strong trust, and strong obedience. They are the lifestyles of the rich in spirit. Not the rich and famous, but the rich in spirit. Yeah, ladies, let's don't allow our culture to tell us what a strong woman should be, but instead as a Christian woman to be a woman of character, like the woman of strength in the Bible. So how do we get there from here? How do we get from a strong woman's side to the woman of strength side? The same way Jesus did. In Hebrews 5, 7 and 8, it says, During the days of Jesus, like on earth, he offered prayers and petitions um, with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. He was heard because of his reverent submission. So like our theme verse, he allowed God to examine him in his heart. And so for Jesus, it took a submissive heart. And as women of strength, we need to cry out and pray to God to change me, change you like Jesus. And so we can avoid that strong woman pitfall with one single prayer. We grow, grow me into more like Jesus and look within your heart every day, every day, because we all have to admit that given the right set of circumstances or the right characters, cast of characters, characters could cause feelings of being worn out, uh, being angry, maybe overextended, emotionally battered, and that, and those are characteristics of strong women. But like the women in the Bible, the women of strength, central to all their women's lives was and is their love for God, their devotion to Christ, compassion to others. Remember, it's the matter of the heart. We need to look within. Habakkuk 3.19 says, the sovereign Lord is my strength. We need to develop those characteristics of women of strength. So tomorrow we're going to look, take a look at more of those characteristics um, and determine and define what a woman of strength looks like. So right now, in your books, in your journals, there's a couple questions. So I would like, tomorrow we're going to have huddle groups. We're going to go out and, and meet together in different rooms with the leader. But tonight, um, we're just going to have you have a little huddle group where you are. So you can meet up with three or four women, maybe four or five women together, and discuss these two questions. And we'll give you about 15, 20 minutes to do that. Um, the one question should be, what circumstance in your life can set you up for the pitfall of becoming a strong woman? Or, and the second one, how can these circumstances help you become a woman of strength? So if you want to slide together a little bit, make a little circle so you can have a little huddle group <laughs> and discuss those two questions.